My name is Connor. I'm part of the, uh, the campus ministry here at this church. And in lieu of us diving into uh, John, I'm going to share some thoughts about communion. So um, something that I don't know if it's obvious or not, but church never really came natural to me. I didn't really know a lot of what was going on. So especially when I uh, was studying the Bible and I had come out to church with some of our brothers and sisters down in South Florida, we did communion. And, you know, I grew up going to a very like traditional church. So it was the wine and the guys in the white robes came out and gave you your thing. You had to stand there like this and they made a sign and whatnot. And, you know, it was, it was, it was interesting. Something was happening there. And so I come out to service down in Miami and these little plates are passed around. You get this little juice and this little piece of bread and they ate it. And then everybody went like for like two minutes. And so it was my first time there. I take the communion and everybody's like doing their thing. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, what are we supposed to be doing right now? Like everybody's looking down. Let me, let me just look down until, until everybody looks up again and then, I, and then I'll join in. I didn't really know what communion was to, to be honest, my first couple of times. And, uh, the, it didn't really come super natural to me as to what we were supposed to be doing. And so I want to share some thoughts about what communion is because it's something that we do every Sunday. You look around, um, you know, we do the front to back thing, we walk up. And so, um, yeah, I just want to share, share some of some thoughts I got when I was reading Matthew 26. And we can turn there. We're just going to read three, three verses from Matthew 26 as we reflect about communion. So starting in 26, um, just to give you some context, this is uh, Jesus and some of his disciples, a group of his guys, they're over at, um, at somebody's place in Jerusalem, and they're eating a feast to celebrate the Passover festival. And that feast was to commemorate how God had rescued the ancient Israelites from slavery. So this was a feast of remembrance, of some somber reflection, but a lot of joy. And they did it together. You know, they shared a meal. And so Jesus gets these guys together, gets them for a meal. And then he's sort of sharing about what it is that they are doing at the Passover festival. He adds a little bit of extra Context. Looking, looking a little forward in time here. So we'll read that and then uh, got some thoughts for you guys. So Matthew 26, verse 26 says, While they were eating, Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body. Then he took a cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. Now, maybe some of these disciples got the flashbacks when uh, Jesus had that crowd in John six and he told them, like, you're going to eat, eat my flesh and, you know, these things. And everybody walks away and he asked the guys, like, oh, you want to walk away, too? Um, Jesus kind of saying this thing again. Um, and obviously they're not all convinced of what's going to happen in the future. Jesus knows that his. You know, this is one of the last meals he's going to get before he gets arrested, before he gets prosecuted for something he didn't do, and then executed. Um, and he's sharing uh, a little bit about this, sharing this meal with the group, and he attaches this special significance to what they're eating. You know, although Jesus was going to go into his crucifixion alone, sort of his disciples just kind of run away, but also he's the only one who's going to get crucified, and he's going to go through this terrible ordeal, um, He's going to do this alone. He invites the disciples to not only observe, but kind of participate in this moment in the sacrifice. He brought it to a here and now thing, something that he was going to do with his brothers, the people that were around him there. 
And you know, Jesus' sacrifice not only gives hope for many, like it says in verse 28, poured out for the many, um, but it also includes the many. It doesn't just give a hope to look forward to, but Jesus' sacrifice and him bringing it into this moment includes the many in that sacrifice. The sacrifice is so tough to hear about. makes us cry, makes us very emotional, uh, and for good reason. But there's a lot of good hope there. So I want to talk about uh, why we do communion. Jesus was saying in this moment, this is going to be a time where you participate in this sacrifice with me. And so now in 2023, why do we do this? Well, just as the Passover meal was a meal of remembrance and celebration for how God rescued people, saved the ancient Israelites, this time together, communion, uh, should be a time uh, of great joy, of great remembrance. Um, you know, by taking communion, we are acknowledging and, and remembering Christ's sacrifice for us. In these moments, you know, it might seem something like a little simple and just eating and drinking a little something, but this is to, to point you in the direction uh, and to remind you that Jesus loves you enough to die for you, even when you weren't interested in what he was doing, even when you weren't interested in who he was, what he was on, um, he loved you enough to die for you. So by taking communion, we're, we're acknowledging that, we're remembering that. By taking communion, we, we're celebrating that God has rescued us. Just like they did in Passover, they got together, had this big feast, um, saying we are free because of what God has done. And communion is a time to celebrate that you are free because of what God has done in your life. Because of this sacrifice, the blood poured out and the body, you are free. And that's awesome. Being free is awesome. Um, and also by taking communion, we are reconfirming the covenant relationship that God has given to us. We are sitting here on a Sunday every week and we take this communion saying, in view of your sacrifice, I'm in this covenant. In view of the relationship you've given me, I accept that. I'm taking that on. So we do these things, but they can definitely be a challenge. Um, finding the joy, reconfirming this covenant. Like uh, There have been times for me when, when I lose the joy of my discipleship in a lot of emotional pain. I just, it's, Gets, it can get bleak at times, for sure. Um, there have been times when uh, I feel unworthy of even talking about Jesus' sacrifice because of shame. And like, well, Jesus did this big sacrifice, but I'm not even going to acknowledge that it happened to God because I'm so not worthy and God so doesn't want to hear from me that I'm just going to stuff it down. I feel like a loser and God doesn't want to hear a loser. Um, I think there are also times where we might doubt God's saving ability. Like, okay, well, if God was really somebody who saved uh, people then, man, when I take this communion, I'm conflicted because I don't feel like, you know, like I don't feel that, um, that perspective from God. I don't feel that effort from God. Um, we can have our doubts that he even desires to heal us. Um, and I think these are real challenges and these are big challenges. Um, this can make communion somewhat of a tricky process if you feel like you have unresolved tension between you and God, whether that's shame, whether that's fear, whether that's doubt. You sit here with the bread and the juice and you're like, okay, maybe I will just look at the ground for a minute or two while everybody else is doing whatever they're doing. Um, and I feel that. Um, but this is why the communion is always done in community. Um, from the first moment, like what we see here, they were together for this feast, to uh, you know, the early church and how they would do communion. Across the centuries, communion was always done as a practice of community around different people, different brothers and sisters. Community is foundational to the remembrance, the joy, and commitment of communion. 
You know, I can think of so many people here, uh, even just when I look out, that have reminded me that I'm actually not a loser. And that helps me go before God with a clear conscience. I can um, think of all the different times that different people in this room have helped me and steer me more towards my commitment with God, that I feel confident to reaffirm that commitment when I take communion. Um, you know, they've given me joy when I feel down or remind me of my worth when I feel worthless. And so if I was just, you know, got some Welch's grape and a Ritz cracker at home and I'm just eating that, you know, I'm, I'm still, I can still struggle with a lot of the things that I'm feeling. But communion done in community has each other help us remind us of these things. Remind us of this awesome commitment that we've made. Remind us of the great gifts of joy that we've been given. Um, we can help each other uh, understand the ways that God really has saved us, even when we're struggling to see it. We've got to be a community who does communion together. We should be a community of communion. Like I said, we do this every Sunday. You've seen it. You've been maybe one of the people who walk from front to back and go get your thing that Bob and Barb have prepared for us, and it's awesome. Um, but we want to take it outside of these little four or five minutes, and we want to be a community of communion. As we take communion today, we're proclaiming Jesus. We are proclaiming his sacrifice. Uh, the somberness that comes with that, the emotions that come with that, as Brian was sharing just a couple minutes ago. Um, but also the real joy, the real, the real refreshment that comes from that, the liberation that comes from that, which is so cool. Um, the thing is, your brothers and sisters that are sitting next to you need you to be somebody who proclaims <coughs> that communion more than just five minutes on a Sunday. Your brothers and sisters need you to be somebody who reminds them of that joy of the security you have, of the commitment you made, of the joy that is there. Um, the people in this room need you to proclaim this new life, the rescue, joy, hope, and commitment that comes with it, not just on Sunday. So as we take communion today, and as we're reflecting on these things, this joy, this awesome stuff that we've got, um, I want us to really be uh, people who can be geared towards answering those moments of hurt, whether in our lives or in our brothers' and sisters' lives, answering those moments of apathy, answering those moments of doubt or fear or loneliness. Um, as we take communion today, I want us in that moment to pledge that we're not just going to remind ourselves of that, but also be people who can remind each other of that. Amen. Let's be a community who does communion daily. So I'm going to pray for communion, and then we will uh, get moving in that direction. Let's pray. We come before you, God, so grateful that we can see you and feel you as a father. Um, I think there are so many people who have a perception of you that is just as, as a taskmaster or as just a, a stoic judge or as an apathetic, distant something who created something. But really, Lord, you want us to understand and know you as a father. And one of the foremost ways that you have proved your love for us that you have proven our special position in your heart is by sending Jesus down as a sacrifice for us. Um, but not only someone who died, but somebody who rose again and gives us a new life. Lord, as we take communion, we as a community, we're looking back on that sacrifice. We're looking back at the joy that we are able to gain from you as a gift. We're looking um, at the security that we have in you. We're looking at the commitment that we've made to you that we have decided the rest of our lives are going to be shaped by that moment, that sacrifice, and this meal. 
So Lord, just guide our hearts, but also open our eyes. Let us be people who can, who can see and discern well the needs of our brothers and sisters and how us proclaiming Jesus in those moments can help heal in the same way that us reflecting on communion helps heal our hearts. Lord, we love you so, so much. Amen.